the drive to go further and reach higher. The same thing that inspires you, inspires us. At Strayer University, we're always searching for new ways to make education more affordable. That's why we offer access to up to 10 no-cost gen ed courses to help you save time and money so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. No-cost gen ed provided by Strayer University affiliates of Field Learning. Eligibility rules apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEF. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast, a place where you and all of your crap are not just welcome, you're wanted. I'm your host, Blake Guiche, and every week I'm showing up with a new friend to talk about the things we're really great at, the ways Christ fills in the gaps on the things that we're not, and how he has been faithful to make his power perfect in our weaknesses. My hope is that you walk away feeling empowered and not alone in your struggles, and that people sharing their stories pushes you to share yours. All right, let's do this. All right, y'all, today's episode is with Sarah Martin. Sarah is a wife, mom, friend, author, speaker, and wannabe artist. She is passionate about grabbing her friends by the hand and leading them towards vibrant faith, glorious purpose, all in the presence of Jesus. Sarah and I dive in talking about when you feel stuck and blah and weird in your faith, how you get there and how you get out. It's a really incredible conversation full of super tangible steps to help free you up and walk you towards fullness and freedom. Hey, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's so fun to be here. Thanks. It took us a really long time to finally get here. We've been yeah, like against the odds. You're so worth it, though. I'm so oh glad my that we finally got, got this schedule. You're schedled. so sweet. You are worth it, too. So um, we are talking about for when you feel stuck, which yeah. alternate titles for when you feel blah, blah. when you yeah. feel distant from meh. God, or yeah. when you feel meh. For when you like feel like God is far away, all alternate titles that yeah. that, that didn't make the, the final floor cut. But to get us started, I would love to give you the opportunity to kind of tell everybody about yourself. I know that you had a book come out. I want to hear about that and kind of your journey of like feeling blah and stuck and getting out of it. Yeah. So, um, I currently live in Texas. I'm a Texas girl. We were in North Carolina for several years, so I've enjoyed the East coast, but we're back in Texas. And so I like to say I'm a wife, a mom, a friend. Um, I'm also an author and a speaker and a wannabe artist. I say that I'm a wannabe because I'm very much an Enneagram three type a, if I really got into the art thing, I'd have to make it a business and it have to be like the perfect website with the perfect et- Etsy. And then it would just really lose the, the the whole reason why I started making art, which is another creative outlet for me just to chill the heck out. And Do you have a four paint. wing? Um, more of a two. Really? That's interesting yeah. for you to be like creative and artsy. 
Okay. So the creative thing, my friend helped me nail it. She said, you're very much a right brain, left brain, but I think the, the, whatever the creative side is, and I'm pretty like, I have fun and people like my art. It's because it's that Enneagram three achiever that if I find something I'm going to be good at, I'm going to be good at it. Oh, I mean, yeah. not saying that I'm a master, but I like really work at it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, it doesn't come naturally, but I work at it. It's less and of a like so, creative outflow and more of a, like, I'm going to do this. Cause I want to do this. Right, right. Yeah. Well, a little bit of both. Maybe a little yeah. bit of both. Maybe it started so as funny. a creative outflow, and then I was like, oh, I can be kind of good at this. I'm going to be good at it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know? <laughs> I love when threes, like, know there are three and embrace oh. that there are three. I love that. Yeah, I'm really working through the fleshy side of the three stuff. Oh, I mean, like, we all big, are. Like, big time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so you mentioned my books. I've, I've um, I've written a couple of books. My, my most recent book is called Just Rise Up, A Call to Make Jesus Famous. And it's all about living a life of praise, seeking out his agenda before ours to then influence others to make Jesus famous too in every square inch of our life. So before I wrote that book, though, I was a, another book called um, Just Show Up. And it was all about blah faith. And so for just how the cards played out and how my publisher wanted to go through it, Just Rise Up came first. And maybe the the whole blah faith conversation will come in, in a different format. But yeah, that's just a little bit about me. My son is 10 years old and I've been married for 17 years. And yeah, just kind of wear a bunch of hats that most of us moms do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But you're doing it as a three. Which means, oh, sure. <laughs> means all the we're, right. Best we're not gonna ever. make right. We're not gonna make this the whole conversation enneagram. Even though yeah, I totally yeah. could, but any I feel like any time I interview a three because I'm an eight. Okay. The enne like if we talk about the enneagram, we go there like full force because we're it's the two like strongest personality types yeah. of the enneagram, yeah. and so we're like I'm working through this and I'm trying to figure out this and my flesh is doing this and da 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 like yeah up, like, yeah well and I think now that you say like when we combine the whole because we started out with this is going to be about for when you feel stuck or when you feel blah I think really where I come from with that enneagram three. And now that I'm, ju- I'm really just putting this together is I go full on and if mm-hmm. sometimes I crash and then it goes to like the full on feeling blah, meh, yeah. stuck. Like, oh, I'm stuck. I'm going to be the most biggest person in stuck and I'm going to really be great at being stuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like that's the Enneagram 3. Like I'm going to wallow in it. I'm yeah. not, you know, like, like it's just, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so, the so stuck I think that thing, that's like, that is something that resonates with everybody yeah and I think it's like it's this twofold and we kind of talked before we started recording about like you can feel blah you can feel blah in your relationship with Christ and feel like blah about your faith but then like we it was very important to both of us that we differentiated that that is not depression that is not anxiety like that is not clinical bipolar like that is not what we're talking about during this interview and it was important to both of us me as someone who struggles with mental health and talks about mental health and I super appreciate your desire to be sensitive to that and and intentional about it um that is not what we're talking about like we're talking about when you feel stuck in your life in your walk in your career whatever it is like we're going to talk about how you get there, why you get there, and then how to get out of it because yeah, you know that yeah. the Krabby Christian podcast is all about tangibility. And so we just wanted to make sure <laughs> that as somebody that struggles with anxiety and depression, you can't listen to this episode and think that that's what we're talking about because it's yeah, not what we're talking sure. about. Yeah. 
Yeah. So let's talk about feeling like, let's just talk about feeling stuck. Tell me about feeling stuck. Yeah. So I picture it and I go in these phases. Um, sometimes it's a seasonal thing. Um, a lot of times it's a hormonal thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it could be hormones. It could be PMS. It could be just a seasonal thing of time of year. But there are times where I literally work my work. I wake up in the morning. I've got a a school age kid. So we're like getting up early, getting out the door to get to school pretty early. And I am, and I have the flexibility with my work schedule that I am literally planning when I will get back in bed, like Mm -hmm. how I make it happen. And I have this whole visual of it's that feeling of, I just need to crawl back in bed and cover, like throw the covers over my head. And I've got, I've gotten in those places where as much as I'm a driven type a person, Oh, I can make my way into a perfect, like, like, uh, a perfect, um, track record of several days of like, I'm just, I just need to get back in bed. I just need to cover, like hide away. It could be, I could be exhausted, mentally just overdone from pushing too hard, or it could be just that I, I need to, I call them, I, I, I guess sometimes for better or worse, I call them, um, prayer naps. (laughs) (laughs) I do that. No, I do that. Yes. I, you have to, I have to, I have to turn off my brain. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I take a nap, but what I'm, and I literally go to bed, like lay down with a prayer in my heart of like, Lord, just, can you just for this, whatever amount of time, cause it could go because I'm that achiever. I am a power napper. Like I could go for hours if I, if I really wanted to, but, um, this is more of what I'm talking about is just like you, I really can't feel like I can go through, through my checklist, through my day, even a project that I'm excited about because I'm in this place of whatever reason leading up to it, just feeling stuck and feeling blah. And sometimes that leads to faith, faith conversations of no, stop feeling, feeling God. Like I hear all the time from gals that I mentor. Um, I, I just don't feel God. Mm. And that's a really hard place to be in. And when we're talking about faith, because our, our emotions and, and what we, um, sit in with who God is cannot be dictated by the roller coaster of emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's so many factors that go into our humanness. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, so that's kind of really how I define that kind of stuck blah and more in regards to faith. Mm-hmm. So, okay. If you backtrack it to like that, I need to get back in bed. I need to just cover up. Is it because you have too much on your plate sometimes? Do you find? Um, probably. Yeah. I, would I find so. that that is what it is a lot of the time for me. It's kind of that like, it's that like meme of like, you know, that moment where you have so much on your to-do list, so you just go take a nap. Like that, yeah. but that for real, like experience of like, this is so daunting and there's so much to do so much, and I'm yeah. drowning in it. That I'm just going to go to bed. And I, th- yeah. I think that, I think I, I, I bring that up because I had a conversation with a friend about it a couple of days ago. And she 100% thought she was the only person that struggled that way. Oh, no. no, Everybody else is just, like, getting everything done. And, like, they're having awesome, quiet times. And, like, they're just – and I was like, sister. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Like, and that's not always the reason. It's not always because I have so much on my plate. Sometimes it is. I'm not being intentional about getting in the Word and spending time with God. You know, like, it's kind of that Sunday school answer of you you can't – you don't know someone unless you spend time with them. You can't experience someone right. 
truly and fully to like the full extent unless you're spending time with them and that's not to say that we can't experience God if we're not spending time with them but I do think we're going to miss out on the capacity to which we can you know so there right. are factors here but right. in in the in the interest of making sure that people don't feel alone if you look at your to-do list and you're like mm, I'm gonna go take a nap yeah you're not, you're not alone. alone. <laughs> and if those people are always posting that they're getting their to-do list done with the most beautiful hairdo and their nails perfectly done and their kids are perfectly taken care of, they're lying. Right. Like, that's just, I mean, it's 100%. just flat out. They're lying. Um, for or they're me, losing their minds. Or, right. Because they are pushing, pushing, pushing um, to the point of burnout and break. And you don't know, you, we really don't know what else is going on behind the scenes that isn't winning, you know, right. like they, yeah. So we all have that point. It's just that humanness. Um, I think for me when I fall into it, yeah, it's the, a lot of my plate. Um, but then when I backtrack, so you asked me, you know, when I backtrack, what for me, it's, it's been even pra- like practically looking at where I am in like, not to sound like Sunday school teacher, but like confession of sin and like mm-hmm. realizing where my flesh has been, uh, where, where I have really just sin patterns of maybe it's comparison of other women that do what I do or, um, a sense of jealousy or like, it could be a friendship thing that's going on where, um, it's causing these, um, um like emotional imbalances that, that are really stemmed in, in, in various forms of sin that I've yeah. got, that I've got to take care of. And so the easiest thing to do on that like human level is to hide away. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, what did Adam and Eve do in the garden? I mean, they, yeah. they found themselves, you know, they, they, I mean, they hid. And so, um, you know, you talked about being super tangible. It's, it's really backtracking of like, okay, yes, a lot of this, we don't want to like say it's, it's not, you know, like there's, there's times where you have those hormonal imbalances that cause you that block. Right. But, right. But, and there really are sometimes though, that we, we just have to look in, at ourselves and say, wow, what, where have I not, like you said, not spent just good time with the Lord, even to the point of where am I falling short? That is, <clears throat> that is causing me to make just even mental mindset decisions that then lead to me, okay, Sarah, you need to get over yourself <laughs> because I've had too much of myself that I go on overload of myself and I'm like, throw the covers, Sarah, like, I, I mean, throw the covers over my head. I'm done. Like, I can't know, even so. like listen to myself right now. Yeah, I, yeah. I love what you said about equating comparison or judgment or these things with sin, because I feel like a lot of the church, like the, the, 2019 woke church doesn't want to do that Mm -hmm. and like it doesn't want to say like that conversation that you had with your friend talking about somebody it was simple like oh yeah Yeah. in the interest of venting but like you were being super ugly or right yeah and like that stuff sticks in your brain And so if you are functioning out of these flesh patterns for like, for me as an eight, anger is my flesh pattern. And I can, in the interest of embracing my eightness and and being true to quote unquote true to who I am, let that anger fly and be like, it's just who, it's who God made me. I'm just angry. I'm like, you know, like, you know, wrecking havoc. Man, you talk about feeling stuck. Talk about feeling blah because we weren't created to function 
right. out of those things. And so I think that right. that's another, like, really good thing to, like, backtrack that blah feeling to is, like, okay, like, do you have too much on your plate? No, I'm being uh-huh. responsible with what's on my plate. Okay. Like, am I choosing sin? Am I choosing my flesh? That's a really quick way yeah. to, like, feel blah. And then I love that you're bringing up hormonal stuff because let me tell you. Ooh. <laughs> after two babies, my hormones are destroyed. And so I think that we yeah. as women have yeah. to give ourselves that grace, too. Like, okay. For sure. I'm not, I'm not going to minimize sure. that you feel stuck, but, like, are you about to start? Because. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not joking. I have to. So um, full disclosure, I just turned 40. So I that's a whole different like conversation from what I'm hearing, like that time between 40 and like 50 something when we get into those hormonal changes there too. And I, I will get to because I get so much in my head. Y'all sometimes it is not fun to live in my head. Like mm, it is I not hear fun. You. Um, and so when I start noticing, because I've, I've through the years, because I'm 40 and I've been doing this for a while, um, I've started noticing like thought, like where these like deeper going deeper, deeper into my head starts happening. And then I would notice the patterns of like, okay, the, the hormonal kind of fluctuation and when that happens, I will literally have to tell, like, tell my brain, like, okay, we're going to table that conversation until the hormones are better, whatever that might be for you, if yes. it's a period situation or if it's literally like an imbalance time or whatever that is. Um, so I think we, it's important to remember. And I even say, if you were hormonal, stressed out, tired, um, hungry. what was the other one? Hungry, hungry, get off your freaking phone. Like put oh, the yes. scrolling away. Like, yes. that, yeah. Because that is a surefire way. Okay. Those like external factors, then coupled with these little squares that we hold in our hand and then coupled will then turn into flesh patterns of jealousy, comparison, anger, feeling of injustice, whatever it might be. It could even be a text conversation with a friend, you know, whatever that is. And then that leads to, Oh, my life really sucks right now. I'm like, then it turns into God must not love me. I'm not really (laughs) feeling God right now. I'm not feeling, you know what? God doesn't have his best for me. So you start having that, like could be all kinds of like rabbit trails you could lead down to that then leave to that blah feeling of that really essentially is feeling like God doesn't have his best for me or I'm not, I'm not living God's best for me. You kind of turns into that blah faith of like, eh, you know, I'm not feeling yeah. it. So, no, yeah. I completely agree. And I think I don't, I think that we as women, and this is a, this is a overarching statement. It's obviously not always true, but I, we don't, we don't have a capacity to give ourselves grace. And so we expect ourselves to push through and champion through tired, stressed, hormonal, on your period, starving. Yeah. And like still perform your A game and come out the other end feeling like Xena warrior princess. Right. Like we just weren't created to function that way. And so I think that, I feel like kind of like wrapping up like this part of the conversation really, really it comes back to taking care of yourself. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, you can basically bet that a direct result is going to feel, be feeling blah, stuck, and that eventually permeating into your faith. Yeah, yeah. And I would like to like add a little just a layer to that because there is this great conversation online these days and you've, you've hosted this conversation about self care. I think though, as 
women who love Jesus and who and who center our lives in his goodness, self-care takes on a whole different meaning as in um, it's an act of worship as mm-hmm. in letting the Lord care for those depths of our soul like only he can. So I might call self-care you know, drinking a glass of wine, which is not a bad thing at all. I mean, I just did that last night, but at that moment, asking the Lord, okay, Lord, how do you want to care for my soul might look, most likely might look a lot different and it's much more meaningful and much more transformative. Um, if, but we have to tune in and we have to take a look at Lord, where does that, we we have to make space to hear, how do you want, how do you want to care for my soul versus Mm -hmm. that fleshy kind of self care that Mm -hmm. we can get into that then leads to further blah, in my opinion, further feeling stuck. No, I completely agree. I do love that there seems to be a conversation stirring of like what self-care actually is mm-hmm. that like for some people, like it is not bubble baths and facial masks and reading a book. Like for some people, it's taking a dang nap or yeah. taking things yeah. off of your plate or taking social media off of your phone on Sundays or whenever. Like I, that, I love that we're digging deeper Uh And I'm not going to lie, like self-care for me is like leaving my phone on my nightstand and taking a bubble bath and reading a book. Like I'm very basic in that way. (laughs) No, like found out what you works for you. Exactly. So you like to take care of yourself, exactly what you're saying, you have to be giving space and, and asking the question, like, how do you best want to me to care for myself today? And I think that that's like, that's really a word for any woman that's listening that feels stuck. Like somebody that like saw this podcast episode pop up on their phone and they were like, me, I feel stuck. Mm -hmm. Like, sister, you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily look like what Pinterest or Instagram is telling you self-care looks like. For sure. For sure. And I mean, I would even just say again, like. Really, I, and this is speaking for myself, so I'm not going to like insert this into somebody else's, but I know that like as, as humans, as that, self, that self-focused that self nature of um, me, 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 what's, what's going on with me, Lord, tell me more about me. Um, when we allow space, when we make that quiet space of you going and taking a bubble bath, like making that quiet space, for instance, or taking a nap with a prayer in your heart of like, Lord, will you speak while I'm in this quiet place? Will you speak into my soul of like revealing what sin or revealing who you say I am that is causing this place of not feeling like we're enough or we're stuck or so it's, it's, it's almost in the place of like, we have to get over, okay, what, what's, what's this all about me? Because when we, when we make more space for God to then speak into it, he's the creator of our creator of our soul. He best fills in those gaps. So I think we're totally both saying the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we've covered feeling stuck. Okay. And we've covered like how you get there and in some cases how to get out, which is taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. But like, let's kind of put like bones to that. Like how, like if you feel stuck, how do you get unstuck? Yeah. Um, that is something <laughs> like, that is a, that is a question. So 
very practically on a kind of a work level when I'm feeling like, okay, I'm feeling like stuck in my work, say, and which does lead because of so much of who I am is what I do. And and I know Mm -hmm. that that's not everybody, but that's a lot of us. Um, I reach out to friends and say, Hey, can you hold me accountable? Like, Mm. don't let me, I'm going to check in with you at, at, after school drop off an hour after school drop off. And I'm not getting back in bed. I'm going to tell you, I'm not getting back in bed. And like, I want you to check back in and say, Hey, Sarah, did you get back in bed? And no, no condemnation. If I did, but like, like an encouragement of, okay, I'm going to tell somebody this this is kind of, yeah, once is fine. Like y'all, the whole thing of like getting in bed is a self-care thing. Like we just talked about, but because those patterns that you become stuck, um, just getting some, somebody to like hold your hand through it. Like sometimes that, yeah, just so, so practical about that. Um, about that physical, like I'm okay. I'm not going to do it. Um, a lot of times stuck for me, um, means I need to change something up in my routine. So Mm. I need to make time for creativity. I told y'all I like to do art. Well, I'm feeling pretty stuck these days. Sometimes I get in those patterns because that creative outlet that is not like my quote unquote job of writing and speaking, I have not made time for. And so I have not been using that like free space of my, of my brain toward just something fun. And so for me, that is literally a scheduling time for art, um, sit there and make a mess. Um, so it, it could literally mean, so, so for those of us who are moms and have the littles at home. That is a very real thing of like feeling like you're literally stuck at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I tell my my mom friends, and I'm a little bit bold in this, and not everybody, not everybody's relationship is this, but I think moms really do need to have the permission to say, "Hey, honey," like to their husband, "I'm out. Like I'm done. Like I like here's the kids. I'm out the door." Yeah. And that is okay. That does not. Yes. I mean, outdoor as in like on a Saturday afternoon, if you need to go take a drive, right? Um, absolutely, absolutely. Like, whatever that looks like for you, going to Walgreens and picking up some new lip gloss. Yes, like that is what sucks about that is that everybody doesn't have that spouse that is like, yeah, like take, yeah, yeah I got them. You go. So to that, I say, you save up and you get a sitter. That's that's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Save up and you get a sitter. I know people who I've had that conversation with and obviously been bold and been like, you, you gotta go, you gotta get out. And they're like, they, I, I, I can't, like, they don't want to. Yeah, and that's, that's a true. whole that different would, conversation. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah. okay, like get a sitter for a Saturday afternoon or, or like a middle of the day on the, on a Wednesday and go walk around Target. Yeah, for sure. Like, we have, for sure. Like, and I, this is a whole different like conversation. But no other job is 24-7 with no vacations. Right. Or days off. Or breaks. That's a good word. Yeah. You know, so speaking to moms specifically, you got to take a break or you're going to feel stuck. Right. Right. And (laughs) on many levels, you're going to feel stuck on like we that like that is a whole different conversation. You can feel on on many levels. Um, Another thing just practically for me is... um, I'm, this is hilarious. As much as I'm a writer, I'm not a journaler. It's oh. just, it just has not been a thing for me. I'm more verbal. Um, but when I sit and I take, just take the word and just start writing the word out. Mm-hmm. So, and, and like, and just and breaking it down, I call it, lect- it's called Lectio Divina. I have my own little version of it, but scripture meditating and, and sitting with the word and just making, and I'm a little bit of a 
charismatic kind of mystic type of, with her with her Baptist roots. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but but I really I really think of just it goes back to making space intentionally to say. Lord, will you speak into this? Will you, and actually writing it out. So I think a lot of times we feel stuck in like even reading the Bible Mm -hmm. because, um, well, first I'll, you know, it's what I always say. We all think that if we didn't take a picture of our Bible with our perfect little coffee cup in front of the perfect fire, that it didn't have the quiet time didn't happen. Um, (laughs) you know, our, our time with the Lord, our, our quiet space, our, um, that, that time I call it staying a while, um, can look like many different things. It could, it could be on your walk around the block with, with whether it's worship music or just silent, like Mm -hmm. listening for the Lord or speaking to him. Um, that, that that is just as valuable of quiet space with the Lord as with your Bible. Now the word is very, hear me say always. Yeah. Always the word, but like we can, we don't have to get into the, that routine space. Well, and sometimes it's not quiet. Like, if you have a two and a four-year-old who wake up at five o'clock, right. like, it's not going to be quiet. And there was a season where that was my reality. And I would still, like, pull out my Bible and pull out my journal and it would be crazy and it would take me 30 minutes to get what through what would normally take me 10. But sure. I did it and I did it in front of them so that they would see that's me. A, yeah, that. that's a good, yeah. And, and then another thing, just because I have a lot of experience of being really tired and trying to find times to, like, spend time. God. Yeah. When I was in like the newborn like stage, I would literally like you called a, you said a prayer nap earlier. I would literally give my like my quote unquote quiet time would be falling asleep talking to God. Yeah, and yeah. He's I mean, just as in and loves those times as he right. does the perfectly curated Bible in front of the <laughs> right fire with a coffee cup. Like he just wants us to talk to him and he just wants our attention and our like our hearts and he doesn't need it to look perfect no no and I mean and for those gals that are that maybe not in that mom season we're working full-time there was there was many days when I was working full-time and and my time with the Lord and my Bible study time was in my car at my lunch break Mm-hmm. And, and I still, even to this day, I love like getting in my car and getting or going early to an appointment and sitting in my car with my Bible, just cause that was a place, a formative place of where I was, I had quiet space and it just so comes so, you know, familiar to me. Um, but I think it's just a point of engaging with the word, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be a, a cookie cutter way for it to quote unquote count. Right. Um, I think that that's the American church that constructed that whole, you know, that whole scenario. Um, and yes, there are, there is something to be said for studying and being consistent and being intentional with how you're learning, but we're not always in that season or even no. in that day to day to do that. So that's where it really takes onus on us as even Christian women to say, okay, what is, how have I interacted with the Lord today? And it might look different day by day and that's okay. Absolutely. Uh, well, and that's the beautiful thing about scripture being dynamic and active and alive is that it meets us where we are. And so having the time to be able to study like the tabernacle and like, you know, all of the like intricate historical things like, yeah, that's cool, but like not my reality right now. You right. know what I mean? And so I am in a season of like, having scripture meet me where I am and like still digging in. But I think you just have to 
we I think we have to give scripture credit for like it's a like living active oh yeah incredible thing that's going to it's going to impact our lives if we can just remember to let it in right to let it in right even is as you're falling asleep and your last your last thought on your mind was was Jesus you know, I need you Mm -hmm. or in the morning, (laughs) in the morning at six 30 in the morning, Jesus, I need you, you know, like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's not to dilute the need for at all, but it's to say, okay, let's give ourselves some space. And for heaven's sake, the Lord is not keeping a checklist up of, of, of what our quiet time or what our, you know, discipleship look like. He's keeping an eye on Hey, you're my daughter and I want to spend time with you. Um, and he created us each and every day, each and every one is differently in how we learn Mm -hmm. and how we, um, how we communicate. I mean, we see that in how we watch kids in in school and how we're learning how different kids learn. And we can't put ourselves in that box because I think really once we start comparing again, that comparing, that comparing that we have so much access to these days to see others, um, puts us in this place of, oh, wow, I must not be doing it right. So I'm just not going to do it at all. And then we distance ourselves even more from the Lord and take ourselves on that space of blah. And that's not what God like intended for us. And the emotional roller coaster is not what God intended for us, us either. Not to say that we don't need to, don't get joyful on the high or, but, or in that low of, whatever that might cause that low, a disappointment, a, um, a job loss or, you know, whatever that is that you're riding that emotional roller coaster. I like to see that middle ground is that shalom, that peace. Mm -hmm. And that's that more steadfast, um, heart space and even mental space to where, where our identity is not found in that high of God. Yeah, we're doing really great. Or I succeeded, whatever the conversation, you know, cause we are looking at blah as far as faith and then life, you know, like work or whatever. So we're not living in that, like idolizing that high and then like taking on our identity in either that high or the low, because mm-hmm. both of those are not sustainable and then cause us in to come into that place of you, I mean, you just burn out mm-hmm. and then you're, and then you're blah. And then you're like, Oh, I can't, you know, or I'm just not feeling God like that. That really kills me. I'm not feeling God. I, I could get on a whole, a whole circle. <laughs> no, I completely agree. And I love that we kind of covered like every possible option for feeling blah and <laughs> sure. then, like a ton of ways to like get unstuck and like get out of the blah and like I think it's just such a necessary conversation because a lot of us are really tired and a lot of us aren't taking great care of ourselves and because of that feeling blah and then like quote unquote like not feeling god you know yeah so yeah. um the rapid fire questions are going to be easy because I already know what your Enneagram type is. But you know what okay. I thought about while we were talking is threes go to nine in stress. Okay. So, so nines, nines are the peacemaker and they are like super anti-confrontation. And But the big like quote, like the big joke about nines is that they like if they get overwhelmed, they take a nap. Oh, Interesting. I haven't gotten that far. Isn't that so funny? I didn't even think about that until like I just like kind of like did the like Enneagram in my head. It was like structure three goes to nine in stress. And so it makes a hundred percent sense that like when you're stuck or you're blah, you're overwhelmed. You're like, I just I'm just out. Like I got to go like be so. Yeah. 
You're a three. Uh, yeah. The next question is, <laughs> so appropriate, what's something that can always pull you out of a funk? Yeah, um, a nap. That's <laughs> 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 what I was talking about, a nap. Um, no, uh, a lot of it is um, I'm very much an extrovert. And so, it, 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 I don't know, it's the weirdest thing because I've gotten to be, because I work from home in different capacities, I'm, I can deal, and I'm, I'm an independent pretty independent person. So mm-hmm. I can, I can do the movie thing by myself. I can do the dinner yeah. thing by myself. As much time as I spend alone and I can go and do my art alone, or I can say to my husband, check you later. I'm out. You, your dad now, like tag your it. Kind yeah. of thing. Really being around people, uh, yeah. it pulls me out. So that that's, yeah. Yeah. That's so a good I'm, one. I'm one of those weird extroverts though. So yeah. I love it. And then the last one is what's the last thing you watched on TV? Oh, girl, you swear you won't laugh at me. I promise. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm behind on all the things because really when a lot of these shows came out, I was totally into like 24 and like a lot of these CIA thriller yes. type shows. So now I'm in this place of I still very much love those. But um, when I work, because I work part time and for my computer at home and it's kind of some, I need something in the background. Um, I, I started watching Heart of Dixie. <laughs> Wait, I have friends who like love Heart of Dixie. Yes, and and then uh, When Calls the Heart. Yes. And, well, When Calls the Heart turned out pretty good. Heart of Dixie, I'm still on the fence of whether it's cheesy or not. <laughs> or just, but When Calls the Heart, so that's my final answer for this. That was the last thing I finished, and it it tore me apart. It was oh. absolutely destroyed me. I was so crying, and I'm not a big crier at shows, but there was some connection. My husband was in the military, and and he yeah. he. I'm not going to give it away, but it, I just had some personal connection to the storyline for m- multiple layers of it. And I was like, my husband heard me. He was like, what is your problem? Cause I'm like literally, and I cry at home, but not necessarily like about TV. And he yeah, knew yeah. I had the iPad and I was in the bed. He's like, are you okay? Like, oh my gosh. So yeah, I feel kind of embarrassed saying that. Don't feel that- embarrassed. No, not at all. Wait. So speaking of crying ridiculously at a show, when I watched the office all the way through. Okay. The second to last episode, I was postpartum, to be fair. Sure, sure. The second to last episode, I realized that it was, that the next episode was the last episode and lost yeah. it. Those become your friends. My husband was literally like, I don't know if I've ever seen you cry this hard about the, like, That's hysterical. Amazing. So don't be embarrassed. You are not alone in your... I just thought it was like choice though. Like it's a pretty like, like Hallmark channel cheesy. And then like Heart of Dixie is like what CW, like it's, we're not talking like high end TV shows, like tearing me up. We're like, like, that's so great. Sarah, tell everybody where to keep up with you, follow you and find your books. Yeah. So you can find my book. So my first book is Stress Point, Thriving Through Your 20s in a Decade of Drama. And then I talked about Just Rise Up. Those are on Amazon. That's the easiest way. Don't we love Amazon? And then these days, I'm really just spending a lot of time on Instagram, like a lot of us are. And uh, Sarah F. Martin, F. like Francis, Sarah Francis Martin, Sarah F. Martin. So that's Yeah. Sarah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you can find the show notes and more information about the show at confessionsofacrappychristian.com. I'll see y'all next week.
Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Start a rewarding new career right away. Giant Eagle has immediate openings for supermarket positions, including curbside roles, get-go positions, pharmacy technicians, and warehouse workers. To find your new job and get hired in as little as one day, visit jobs.gianteagle.com. America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.